Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi dancers, welcome back to Conversations with the Pros. Tonight I am chatting with dancer Ingrid Tomes. I cannot wait to get her on here. Hi. Hey, hey Rachel. I'm glad <laughs> we could make this work. Yes, me too. I'm so happy that you're joining me tonight. Now, Ingrid, I know a lot about you already, but I would love for you to give us a great introduction about your journey, where you've danced, where you're dancing now, obviously, and we'll take it from there. Sure. Um, so I'm from McLean, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. Um, I grew up there um, until I was in high school, and um, I danced at a local studio at that point. And then went to the Herod Conservatory, which is a boarding school for ballet in Florida. Sure. Yeah. And then from there, I went to the JKO school at ABT and kind of moved through the, the pipeline there. So I was in the school for a year and then in studio company, an apprentice, and now I'm in the court of ballet with ABT. Awesome. Yeah, that's such a great progression. I'd love to hear about that a little bit. You know, what sure. are, were, how was your well, two parts of this question. The first is like, how is your relationship with dance maintained through from being a pre-professional student uh -huh. to going through a studio company to then being in a company? Like, how has it progressed? Yeah. Well, it's definitely been quite a journey and like a very different at each step. I would say starting out as a student and then like progressing through my pre-professional training, um, I was extremely focused on sure. getting into ABT. Once I knew what ABT was, I just really wanted to be a dancer there. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, you know, pretty focused on that goal. Um, and then I would say when I joined studio company and then became an apprentice, I still had that same kind of focus. And I would say that it really changed for me once I joined the company. Like I felt like I had a bit more time to focus on other things, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot yeah. of sense. And I've heard yeah. that before from dancers yeah. in regards to that drive when you're a student is a, a little bit harder. You know, I hesitate to say that because there still is obviously the um, drive to move up throughout a company, but definitely when you're a student, you feel yeah. an overwhelming amount of pressure um, totally. in regards to making that career happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, it did really feel that way. Um, and I was extremely goal oriented and always focused on the next step, which I'm sure you hear from a lot of pre-professional dancers too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've experienced that in my own career, just in regards to like building my business as a dietitian, always mm. kind of thinking about the next step. And that yeah. somewhat being a flaw in regard to like making it really difficult to tune into the actual moment because you're always focused on the next step. Totally. Yeah. And I definitely feel like I experienced that a lot too. And that's something I still obviously deal with and think about and work on a lot all the time, just like being very present. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we talk about this with food as well. The idea that sometimes for dancers, it's kind of naturally built into our lifestyles where we are not only more active than the average person, but we're also like navigating just a lot of different aspects of our life between yeah. like our dance life, academic schoolwork life, mm -hmm dancers that are going back to college there's so many different like buckets that we have that we yeah. are have our kind of like feet in that yeah can, yeah can make it really difficult to be in that present moment yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was in my training at um at boarding school academics was uh combined with our dance training you know so mm -hmm. it was like all very laid out for us and there's pros and cons to that and then one of the cons I would say being is like, I was so focused on dance. I didn't really think about school that much and it was just sure. there. And mm -hmm. now as a professional, I, I just recently started going back to school and it, it feels great because it's like a very active choice that I'm making for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's almost like a very much a pro actually. And we're seeing this more often in the dance world nowadays, rather than like where we were 10 years ago, where, mm. A lot of companies, I believe ABT included, are actually encouraging that their dancers go back to school yeah. and, you know, build other experiences. I've heard from this from multiple dancers. And we also just see it as a benefit mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic, just picking up additional experiences and how that can play a role in your balance within your life. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that I, I had that experience too coming um, from the pandemic. I really, like my life obviously is all dancers, our lives completely changed, but I, I felt like that that was a really, it was a good thing and it, it almost felt, looking back on it, like necessary and mm -hmm. lucky almost that it happened, you know, um, like mm -hmm. kind of making the most of the circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like, I was able to reassess a lot of like the ways I was living my life. Mm -hmm. That's a really great perspective I think that obviously it was a major it is a major challenge for a lot of dancers you know yeah. dealing with virtual performances and virtual rehearsals and so forth and just being completely almost in the dark in regards to like what future performances will be like and so forth um, but the idea of being able to have time to pick up other aspects of life you know for yeah. you that sounds like maybe going back to school and so yeah. forth yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was when I really I had time to focus on that. And also just like, take some time mentally to assess how I felt about my career and my choices with how I was taking care of myself, and kind of reevaluate things and then move forward kind of back into more normal yeah. with what I had learned from that from those experiences. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in regard to food, was there ever a specific time in your training or even in your professional career uh, where you did connect the dots between like, hey, the foods that I'm eating are impacting my dancing and how my energy levels are and so forth? Yeah, I actually talking about the pandemic, it kind of 
that was a big turning point for me because mm. until that point, I kind of feel like, not to say I've been like running on empty, but it kind of felt that way because it was so go, go, go. And I was new in the company. I would be dancing all day, which I wasn't really used to, to that degree and then performing at night. And then I would like come home and be ravenous essentially because yeah. you know, I'd, like I needed fuel. And then, but with the pandemic, I got to kind of slow down and I like really focused on, you know, like having like proper meals all day just because I had time to. And I was like, wow, I feel great. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I learned a lot from the pandemic yeah. from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you bring up two really great points that I just want to pick apart real quick. The first is, again, very common for yeah. a dancer schedule to make it where we are constantly mm -hmm. on the go and needing to rely on more convenient food options just to make sure that we are getting in enough. Because also you're yeah. kind of you're thrown into company life and you know especially when you're in the core you're doing a lot you're learning yeah. a lot um and needing to make sure your body is getting in enough energy is so essential and that can be really difficult when you are always on the go and just not yeah. necessarily thinking about it versus we're hit by the pandemic everyone's home now you have time this is i remember at the very start of march of 2020 i was doing a lot of education on mm. what intu intuitive eating is yeah being able to now have this time to start to listen and sense hunger cues and satisfaction and fullness and uh, a bit more of the role that food plays like in our life it, it beyond just energy and beyond just fuel yeah um, so i yeah i can definitely attest to the pandemic being really influential for a lot of dancers in regards to their relationships with food yeah yeah mm -hmm. and i would say that like what as i was saying what i learned from the eating habits i guess that i formed during the pandemic i really have now transferred over into life um back dancing so like that means I'm making sure I'm having a good breakfast and like bringing lunch that satisfies me and like having snacks and so that I like and I, I continue to feel better than I did before from doing that yeah and it yeah. also just helps to prevent being on that pendulum of where you are not feeling hunger because you're busy and you're active and then all of a sudden you get home at night and you are famished so yeah. being able to proactively fuel throughout the day with those meals and snacks is something that's so important yeah totally yeah so a lot of dancers struggle with hyper focusing on dance and a lot yeah. of what you've said already is really just picking up new activities, picking up additional activities to add to your schedule. You mentioned you are in school now. So yeah. I'd love to hear from you a little bit more about how you do maintain balance so that you're not too hyper-focused, perhaps um, maybe how you were more as a student, how that's changed totally. into your professional days. Yeah, I would say, well, as you said, school is a huge part of that. And I, I really encourage yeah. that part of life for a dancer at yeah. any stage in their career. Um, also, something that's important to me is maintaining uh, friendships with people that don't dance. I will say a lot of my friends are maybe former dancers or, you know, like, you know, dance when they were younger and like I knew them from that. But maintaining those friendships um, into like our adult lives has been like really great perspective for me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I can also relate to that. Just having, it brings so much more depth and more perspective when um, 
not everything is just about dance and about ballet. Yeah, totally. And like getting different perspectives. Ingrid, any like pre-performance rituals that you want to share with us? Um, I'm not too big of a ritual person, to be <laughs> honest, but I will say like a hot shower before a show isn't necessary for me just to like get me in the zone. Um, I always sit next to uh, my friend Abby, my best friend in the company. And so we're like constantly chatting and that really helps me before and after the show, like yeah. be in a great mood. Um, yeah. And like probably have like a turkey sandwich or something. <laughs> I was, yeah. That was my next question. Like your yeah. go-to pre-performance meal. Is it a meal or is it a snack? It's probably, I mean, it just like depends on the day, kind of what I'm feeling, but I, um, I would probably go for more of a snack or like a light meal. And then, cause I'm always going to yeah. be hungry after the show. So, yeah. yeah. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. So you go into the show, you go in with something fueled, anything mid performance that you find can help pick up your energy or is like a nervous stomach, make it where it's hard to eat anything. Yeah. I don't tend to like snack on something during the show for mm -hmm. me, maybe besides like we always have candy backstage, which I'm always mm -hmm. like kind of grabbing and that's like a yeah. great little, boost of sugar but yeah. for like something more substantial I would say maybe a couple hours before and then like a bigger meal afterwards yeah definitely yeah. so you're coming home now sometimes even I know especially in the spring hopefully you're back to those performances soon yeah. um you can get home like at midnight 11 right. p.m midnight yeah. how do you how do you handle your meal then do you just still go into your dinner um for the most part I would say yeah like, that's probably just, like, at that point, what I feel like I need. I mean, obviously, I'm just going to, like, if I ate a lot during the day, maybe I'm not that hungry. I'm still probably going to, like, grab something. But, mm -hmm. yeah, just kind of doing what I feel at that point, I would say. Yeah, so this is such a great example for dancers to hear in regards to intuitive eating because yeah. you are – you're doing two things. Like, you're you're assessing how you feel and what you need in regards to did you eat a sufficient amount earlier in the day? If not, then maybe you need a bigger meal yeah. regardless of the time, even if it's at midnight. So, like, side note, you know, the rule – sometimes we hear rules, like, don't eat past 8 p.m., that doesn't work for dancers. Like we've no, got to throw yeah, those, got to throw those rules out the window. Exactly. Totally. Exactly how you're explaining. But then you're also doing something in regards to, even if you um, did eat sufficiently throughout the day and you're not yeah. that hungry late at night, you're still giving yourself something. You're optimizing that recovery window after performance, which yeah. is having more of that like proactive approach, thinking ahead, how it's going to prep you for the next day. So that's something I really want dancers to understand is like mm. you are honoring yourself intuitively, but you're also taking on a bit more of like a performance nutrition aspect. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I feel like my thoughts align with that. Like, I do plan to where I know, like, I think ahead, like, oh, I'm gonna need a snack, even if I'm not hungry, like in the, you know, between rehearsals or whatever, and I'm gonna pack that. But I'm not like, thinking about it. So you know, intensely all the time. Like, it's just like, if I get home and I'm hungry, I'm gonna have dinner after a show. Yeah. 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 And by the way, that's like a huge sign of having a balanced and quote unquote healthy relationship with food is mm -hmm. just not obsessing over it, not having obsessive thoughts. Cause when we do have obsessive thoughts, that's when we start to question like, well, why are we obsessing? Is, is there a point of deprivation? Is someone restricting themselves? Yeah. It doesn't sound like any of that's happening. It sounds like you have a really nice approach to how you're fueling your body. 
So Ingrid, the final question that I had for you is how would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? Um, I would say the healthy dancer is someone who really prioritizes their mental and physical well-being. And I think that that's so important just to having a, a ballet career and like just as important as any other aspect of, you know, like your technique or you need your the, the health of your mind and body to achieve what you want in your career, I'd say. Yeah. And you know, the bottom line is hyper-focusing just on the physical aspects of dance will only get you so far. We yeah. also want to foster uh, the mental and emotional aspects too, making sure that we can sustainably like maintain these careers without something that I was talking about today in my stories is just without yeah. entering burnout land. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. Ingrid, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You've given us such wonderful insight. Thanks for having me. It was so nice to <laughs> chat with you. Yeah, it was nice to chat with you too. We will be in touch. Yeah, totally.